Hello. It is a Sunday in October. Welcome to the Garden Space, a newsletter and podcast in which we explore the planting and the blooming of human connection. My name is Isma Tugwendalin and I invite you into the middle of my day, which resolves around jazz music and passing trains, drinking vanilla black tea, I had cookies for breakfast instead of the soup that I wanted because I have no self-control. <laughs> and they're the miniature kind and they always taste better. I am still wading through the middle of my series on the many different facets of self-love that I house and embody, including the love of metaphysical ideas like excellence, like grief, and today, like fear. If you have not already listened to the episodes on having sexual relationships or sexual feelings towards excellence or having a lot of love kept and held towards grief, I encourage you to. They're really good. Today I wrote about fear because I had to. I didn't want to write this. This was not on my schedule. It was not in my syllabus. It burst out from the crust of me quite literally like a weed. I had a mentor or budding mentor encourage me to make a list of my fears and they're all centered around control or being controlled. And when I took the time to really think about what it is that I'm afraid of, to think about what it is that gives me pause, that paralyzes me, that makes goosebumps rise up on my skin. I remembered what it was like being afraid as a child and being told that that was too inconvenient or that it didn't matter, that I should swallow my fear, that I should ignore my fear, that I should get over my fear. And then later when I became more and more of an adult, when I tumbled into adulthood relentlessly as life does, the messaging was conquer fear. Look fear in the eye and stab it through the heart with the stick. Get over it. Kill it. Ah, die. <sighs> fear is an emotion that I am never really encouraged to feel through because when you feel through your fear and you go through the painstaking process of being paralyzed and being upset and, and feeling actually the, the weight of terror on your chest, you abandon your productivity. You abandon the things that you want to do. It stops you dead in your tracks. And that is bad for an adult that has to navigate the working world where I cannot afford to be paralyzed by my fear. So this this budding mentor encouraged me to do the exact opposite of everything I've ever been told. Put on a playlist that encapsulates my feelings about fear, invite fear inside, and sit there and shut up and listen to what fear had to say. And then in doing that, in, in making a list of my fears and looking them in the eye, I sat down and wrote out a love letter to fear because I felt not even compelled to. I felt like I owed fear an apology for how I've treated it and how I have disregarded its importance in my life. So I have an essay for you, Dandelions, a love letter to fear, and I'm going to read it to you now. As per usual, these are one-take readings, meaning I do them exactly once. I do not go back. I do not edit. Whatever mistakes I made in reading are whatever mistakes I make in reading. And I do that to be able to foster a space of authenticity because I do not want to posit myself as someone that has already learned these grand lessons and some wise sage that's just sharing bits of my knowledge with you. I am right here in this and through this. I am making all the same mistakes. I stutter, I, I pause, I catch my breath. And I want to invite you into the process of learning and becoming with me in real time. So without further ado. <sighs> the Dandelion. <laughs> A love letter to fear. 
fear in my garden springs up like eager and earnest, greedy dandelions. It is unfortunate, and I sigh every time. Dandelions are unmistakable in their nature and painstaking in the time that they require. Gloving myself, bending my back, making my peace with spending a day of my life ripping them out of my tender and fertile earth by the roots. This is the only way that I know to deal with dandelions. Take them out. Otherwise, they will take the entire garden in a breath, paralyzing and choking out the plants that I sowed and watered on purpose and with purpose. With some time, I believe that I had developed a more radical politic when it came to dandelion and fear and weeds. In real life and metaphorically, I would pluck them from my garden and make tea. I would boil the roots. I would give a second life to the carnage of unceremoniously yanking them up from the ground in which they breathed. The concept of a weed in and of itself is a white supremacist one. The earth made room for all of the things that it came for and all the things that come from it freely and with grace. We do not think of the ecosystems that we have surrounding us as exclusively competitive until we cleared the earth to make room for crops to sell. In my physical world, I grew more and more sympathetic to the plight of the dandelion. Forever a weed, never a flower. Its mere presence, the mark of a lazy, unmotivated gardener, even associating with dandelions, has been made criminal. Allowing them to grow unfettered would, at minimum, stigmatize you in the company of real and experienced gardeners, real and experienced lawn care people. And at worst, you could be fined. As above, so below. The garden space is the place inside myself where I house all of my human connection. Myself to self, self to others, self to everything that has breath and some things that don't. I can tell you now, fear breathes. Fear picks up a dandelion, not because they are hardy and recognizable, not just because they steal and stop the growth of the dreams that I sow, but because of the way that dandelions spread their seed. Fear comes down in full armor, red-eyed and scaly like a mischievous dragon and breathes all over my garden, except for instead of fire, it's weeds. No matter how wind-hardy I make my foliage, no matter how I prepare my blooms, how many days I spend on my hands and knees ripping dandelion after dandelion from the earth, a breath of fear carries a thousand more seeds to a thousand more resting places across my flesh. My hair stands up. I get goosebumps, each a little mountain of evidence, new seedlings of terror planted within me. I will never be without weeds. I cannot pretend like I do not despise the dandelions. Why can't I just grow what I please without punishment? Why do I have to carry such cognitive dissonance? How do you love a weed? The only way I have been taught to deal with fear is by eradication. Some said ignore it, but pretending I did not see fear rearing its head, looking me in my eyes, mocking me with my own paralysis is just not an option. It was mortifying to stand there, obsolete, dehumanizing in fact. I don't want to be controlled, especially not by fear. I had a mentor say to me today, sit down with fear and ask it what it wants. Make a list of what you're truly afraid of and be honest. Let it say whatever it wishes. 
Had this messaging come at a time where I had more strength to fight, I would not, I would not have listened. <laughs> I would have continued on my path of extinction. If I had more cleverness or more gumption or more strength, I would rise and try and slay this fear dragon yet again. That did not work the first 811 times I tried it, but maybe it would this time. However, however, today I am tired. Today, I am too tired to fight and have no more time to spend being paralyzed by fear. Today, I look in the eye of fear and ask it what the hell it is doing here, insisting on growing. I had tried killing. I had tried repurposing. I had tried to see the point of the dandelions that starve my garden and I could not find one. So I asked this dragon point blank, what do you want? And she made herself small to speak to me, fear did. She shrunk down to a little baby, maybe six. No more than six actually, still bobble-headed, barrette-clad, teary-eyed and fatigued. Fatigued as a child. Tired of being put down and left behind, she was so full of life for being such a little kid. When she opened her mouth to speak, and I did not tell her to quiet herself, did not tell her to stick to a more profitable silence. When I told her that I would not treat her like an inconvenience, when I did not gaze upon her and tell her she had no right to exist in my space, she told me in earnest what exactly she was afraid of. Imagine my shame. <laughs> do you remember the first time an adult pulled you aside and told you not to blow the dandelions? I do. My sister and I were running around our backyard wrapped in an idyllic childhood. I was never a child that could not wait to be an adult. I wanted the summer days to stretch forever. I had thick stems of dandelions gripped in my hands, dripping their white dandelion milk from their stems, cornrows done for the month so that no one would be pulling at my hair from the root for a deliciously long while. I felt so much joy in picking the dandelions because they made it so clear when they were ready to be picked. I didn't have to worry about the guilt that came with killing a flower so that I could have something beautiful even if it was only a skeleton of its former blooms. The bright yellow of dandelions was still so gorgeous to me, like sunflowers and like butterflies. Their little plumes floated on the breeze and reminded me of the good and sweet promises of summertime, even in their death, even in their death. They brought such wonder, such life. My grandmother hollers down from the terrace, don't blow those weeds, don't blow those weeds. And I did not listen. But not out of malice, I just assumed that she was confused. Dandelions were so clearly and unmistakably flowers. Past the tantrum, inside the dragon suit, a red-eyed little girl was sad that I would not allow her to speak and tell me what she was so afraid of. She spoke to me about how scared she is watching me navigate adulthood, how much negotiation and compromise that it entails, how nothing is intact, nothing is easy, absolutely nothing is black and white, and how easy it actually is to be in a space of being controlled when you trade yourself in order to continue. She has right to be scared. This is scary. Why did I tell her to be quiet for so long? That was so deeply inconsiderate of me, no wonder she became a dragon. Now that I get a good look at her face, her little face, she really does kind of look like me. 
I don't even know that I want to convince her to leave her fear behind. She's right. (laughs) I actually, I have no intentions of leaving her behind anymore. And I'm sorry for all the days that I did. I'm, I'm sorry. My world from here on out will be full of dandelions because they are supposed to be here. If the dandelions choke out the things that I have planted, then what? Then what? I tell this baby to shut her mouth? I will not take away the childlike goodness of blowing on a plume of dandelions and watching the seeds sprout, even if those seeds are not what I, the gardener, wanted. I am not just the gardener in my garden space. I am the fertile earth that welcomes the seed and gives it room to sprout. I am the garden that accommodates all the living things doing their best trying to root and breathe. I am the fertile earth and I am the gentle hands that raise the blooms up. I am as much my fear as I am my dreams. I do not need to be scared of or abandon my fear. I will hold her hand through all of the parts that I am afraid of too. Fear in her little body. Her only crime is that she cannot compartmentalize. All she feels is the fear. I cannot just leave her here. My duty is to let her hold my hand and let her squeeze as much as she wants. Let her cry and weep and warn and wane. Eventually, she will cry herself to sleep. And when she wakes up, when she wakes, she will see the pastures that I led her to, past the looming mountains, after the darkness of the wood. Maybe I can take her to a place where she can be a child, free to feel as much as she wants to feel. Maybe when she gets through all of that feeling, she can breathe and blow out some more dandelions and I will be nothing but grateful, even if I never stop being scared. To little Ismatu, blowing dandelions, called everything affectionate but never their name. Child, may the Lord bless and keep you. May they cause their face to shine upon you. May you feel the green and the softness of the pastures that you lie in and may they tumble on long past your fear. May you be here, afraid of the stillness, afraid of the noise, afraid of the chaos and the calm, and blow your dandelions anyways. I want to surround you with community, such community that you forget fear itself is something you were once afraid of. You are as much fear as you are your dreams. They, in fact, cannot exist without one another. When you see fear, tell her hello. Tell her you like her hair. Y'all really could be cousins. She really looks just like you. When you see fear and she demands that you stand still, remind her that you feel your feelings the best when you move your body. Remind her to draw in a really big breath. When other people see you looking fear in the eye and they scream at you to get away from that monster, remind her and yourself that fear is only monstrous when she is abandoned and left alone to wonder what happened to us who she cares so much about. Who among us does not become monstrous in isolation? Be there 
with her and all the doubt, all the confusion, the conflation and the sensations of who she really is. So what if she's a monster? So what? So what if she's a weed? She looks just like you. May you both be kept and never left behind. I will never leave you behind. Love, Isma Tugunan. These are loose petals from my garden space. If you enjoyed them, feel free to blow the mouses into someone else's garden. If they plant some dandelions or some weeds, so what? <laughs> Maybe they were supposed to be there longer and more than we realized. Wherever you are, whatever time of day or time of year or time of life you're listening to this, I hope that the work you have passes through your hands with ease. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing this with me. Have a good one. I need more tea. Ooh.